and welcome to Let's Talk University of Bradford, the podcast that looks at all things Bradford. My name's Chris and I'm your host. Here at Bradford we have a pretty rich history of research that's recognised around the world. Our current research activity is spread across all our faculties, so each of which is able to boast internationally recognised researchers, really impactful outputs and just generally a lot of good things going on at the university. Our research spans science, engineering, healthcare, social sciences, management and law amongst others. So research is really important for the university, but it's also really important for our advancement and just betterment of the world. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Emma Brown, the Research Impact and Performance Officer at Bradford. Hello. And I'm also joined by Dr. Alex Matteson, Research and Impact Support Officer here at Bradford. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. And they're here today to talk to us about the importance of supporting research and researchers and then the wide-reaching impacts that that research can, can go on and have. Now, my first question to, to you guys really is, what made you go from being researchers yourselves, which you both were before, and decide to start looking and become interested in impact specifically to end up in the roles that you're in? So I'll go to you first, Emma. Okay, so I have a slightly unusual uh, route into impact. So um, I finished my PhD in 2013 and published a paper um, that was about um, the use of coca by the Inca in human sacrifice. Really quite niche. Um, Back in the day, it did get a fair amount of media attention because it was kind of, it was summer, it was a kind of sexy story. And then it kind of went quiet. And then uh, we got to 2018 and the um, 2018 World Cup. And I am not a football fan at all. (laughs) So uh, I was just browsing my social media and people started posting this story on my Facebook wall, which was um, about this Peruvian footballer who had failed a drugs test and then had gone to the court of arbitration for sport and had been allowed to go and play in the world cup and what transpired was that uh the expert witness in that case uh was the editor of our paper on coca use in the inca and he had brought our research into court to um basically say actually this guy probably actually wasn't snorting cocaine he probably had a cup of coca tea it's a completely normal culture a cultural norm um in in peru and um the result was he was allowed to go and play in the world cup in 2018 and this was a huge deal for peru who hadn't qualified for the world cup since like the 1980s so, I mean, I think they were immediately knocked out, but it was a great thing, great thing for national pride in Peru. But also it started this conversation about um, cultural use of these of these these plants. It was and talking about a kind of this very Western approach to um, cultural norms. And it was so, yeah, that was that was really interesting. And I, it's just just not what I expected where my, my research to end up completely serendipitous. At the same time, I was also working um, for a research funder and looking at closing awards and looking at the impact of what what our researchers had achieved was part of my role. And all of that kind of coalesced together. Um, and in 2019, I came back to the University of Bradford and was your became your research impact officer. So basically sparked an interest in, in impact because of how 
unusual the impact that your research had that you just never saw that coming. That was never, I'm going to do this research, it's going to get used in courts for football players to do with drug testing. Absolutely not planned at all. And I think, and I use this as an example when I talk about impact, that it can be completely serendipitous. But you can also plan for impact, which is what uh, we will talk about shortly. And I believe you've got a kind of a similar unusual use of your research, which kind of led you down this road as well, Alex, if that's right. Uh, yeah, not quite as exciting as Emma's, um, but I, I used to do quite a bit of um, public engagement during my PhD, um, a lot of, you know, showing school children skeletons and trying to get them to connect it to, um, you know, how we live, that sort of thing. Um, but one of my um, kind of a pet project I did at one point was to, um, well, there's this uh, this story, because um, I, I did archaeology and history. So um, one of the historical stories... Um, narratives that was kind of part of it was about um Waltheof, Earl of Northumbria and he sort of gets involved in uh this sort of overthrowing of William the Conqueror and he's executed um I should say that my research was on execution so that's why it's relevant um and for me it was always quite a uh, an emotional story in fact um because you know he's beheaded he's the only one of this whole you know traitorous group who's executed they, they actually take him out early in the morning because they're afraid there's going to be a riot so they do it you know at dawn and it's very quiet and I, I always found this sort of um sneaky execution quite interesting um but you know he's he's sort of he was an anglo-saxon but in this norman world he was sort of given this norman wife but then he became a traitor and there's all these themes and i thought oh i wonder what um other people make to these themes so what i did was um a friend of mine he's part of a um an artist group and he he took it kind of to his art class and the story for me and they all sort of depicted this story and I thought oh this is great I'll see what kind of themes emerge um and they you know they spent a lot of time and um, some did painting some did sculptures and it was really really cool um I was utterly disappointed that not one of them actually um depicted the the execution which was the only bit that mattered to me <laughs> but um what was really interesting was um how they all really kind of got engaged and they actually you know some of them went to his um the place where he was buried some of them um visited you know where he was born um and they all took it they did all this extra research and really kind of um got got involved in the history of where they were from in a way that I hadn't anticipated at all um and it, I really started to see kind of the the effect it had on them um and also the kind of the fact that they didn't um, depict what was interesting to me made me kind of reevaluate maybe what is interesting in my research and what was important about the story because I took it in a completely different way and it was one of the first instances of public engagement I'd had where I actually really had that kind of that feedback and um, that's that's what's important with impact you know it's not just that as we will say um, that dissemination telling people about something but it's really watching some other you know people outside of um, the university really engage with the research um, and that was my first experience um, and then after that kind of similar to Emma around the same time I ended up getting a job at the University of Leeds as a public engagement and impact officer which really kind of merged those two things um, in a more permanent way for me. I mean that really highlights in both cases how things can be unexpected but it's not just about what you're putting out and what you think you're doing with your research but it can also be how other people are interpreting it so you've got an idea you've got an approach you've got results that you're interpreting in a certain way but in a lot of instances you've got to look at how people external to your silo are viewing it as well because it can probably help your research in the long term as well and that brings me to to the next point i want to cover here is 
the research shouldn't be just in a silo. It's not just about papers in a journal. It's not just about publishing papers and then that's it, you're done. It, it can be used in the real world and have real lasting and meaningful impact on a whole variety of things, sometimes unexpected, sometimes expected. And I think that's an important thing to sort of think about when you think about the importance of research as a whole to us as a society. Now, that can be big questions, small questions, uh, less obvious things, quite obvious things. But it's not always super obvious or simple. How do you guys help researchers kind of realize the impact that that their research might be able to have or has already had in some instances? Um, I think one of the main parts of our role is to um, is just to kind of get them thinking about it from an initial stage. Um, so a lot of times they don't, as you said, they kind of tend to to stay in the academic silo. They tend to fall, you know, there's a, as every job has, you know, you kind of fall into the patterns of doing the research, publishing, because that's what you're supposed to do, applying for another grant, doing the research, publishing. And um, that, that sort of bit where you actually get out of the academic silo, where you actually kind of do something with the research, it's almost forgotten or because of that kind of um, just historic cycle. Um, and it's not that most people don't want to do something with the research. So what we kind of tried to get academics and researchers to do is just to kind of step back and say, well, why are you doing this research? What's the what's the question you're answering? Why, why is it important that you're doing this? Why is it important that people know about it? Um, and even just kind of stepping back and letting people think about, no, why am I doing? I'm doing this in a lot of times, most of the time, they say to help people, you know, and that's, and that kind of all of a sudden that clarity oh wait but how how am I helping people and how do I get there and the other times um the, the other half they kind of say because it's interesting but even that's important as well and um, kind of like my execution research I mean you know there's there's only so far impact you can go with it you would think but actually most people are really interested in it so there's obviously something there that you know people want to be aware of that interest that's impact as well and it's it's kind of digging down to the deeper root of, well, why are people interested and what is it they need to know? So it's not always that your research has a huge, grand, like measurable, you've helped, you know, a million people. It can be interest in a local area or interest in history or things of that nature. Yeah, sure. And a change in understanding as well is a is fantastic impact. And it's something, unfortunately, is quite intangible and hard to measure. But part of certainly um, Alex and I love to talk about that kind of is it's both where we've both come from is that change in understanding and appreciation of history and culture but I love talking about that with people I think it's it's something that when people realize oh actually yeah that is impact they they get excited about it and something we talk about in the training we do is linking um just getting people to think about why do I do this what's my intrinsic motivation for doing my research and as Alex said when people sit down and think about it they go well, yeah, actually, I want to I want to change something. I want to make something better. And when you frame it like that, people get far more enthused because I know I've been I mean, way back over a decade ago when the impact agenda was coming in. Um, I remember being asked to write an impact statement for a project I was working on at the time. And we all kind of looked at each other going, what do they want? You know, I don't. <laughs> and um, it was it was really confusing. And I remember being that overwhelmed and so I can really relate to people like certainly early career researchers getting started yeah it's a bit scary to start off with but actually you don't have to change the world just those little incremental impacts over a period of time when you look back at your kind of record you can go wow I've really made a difference 
So like I've, I've, I've seen people realise this in real time. So in the last research excellence framework, I managed the impact component. So it's 25% of the ref submission. And I went to meet lots of our academics and I'm just sitting down with them and I'm going, I don't think I've had any impact. I was like, no, you have. I'm sure you have. Google yourself. And I said, I'll come back to you in a week. And so the academics went off and Googled themselves. And then I would come back a week or two later and I was like, well, what did you find? They were like, I've had policy impact and, I, you know, my research is being used all over the world and it's being it's been cited here and it's being used in NICE guidelines and in heritage guidelines. And people realise that actually they are making a difference. And it's really, really rewarding for people to know that all that hard work that you've done is useful in in outside of academia and it's it's motivating and rewarding for people it's really nice to see people realize that it's almost like taking the time to research your research to see what it's done exactly yeah exactly you just touched onto something there about how you kind of go to these academics that perhaps have this not a negative view of it but you know they don't think they've maybe achieved or had any impact because they've been looking at it kind of very blinkered almost and you kind of prompt them to 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 dig deeper and find these things out about themselves and have that real-time realization of oh i've done all these cool things that's one example of what you do but what other things do you help the academics with over sort of the course of their research during your role outside of like that's an example from ref what about other times sort of day-to-day um, so beyond kind of just trying to get them to to think about it on a larger scale, um, one of the things that we often kind of try to get them to do is to to think about it early on. So partly we offer a training, we do a lot of, um, yeah, just sort of webinars and, and give them resources, but it's getting, to, getting them to kind of think early because then you can plan for the impact um, because a lot of the time it sometimes people think about it too late and that's when all of a sudden they realise how much impact they could have had if they'd sort of started on that journey a bit earlier. Um, so day to day, we help with grants. Um, so I read a lot of grant proposals and make sure that impact um, is really nicely woven through because it's a really big part of applying for grants at the moment. Um, kind of as it's big everywhere, a lot of funders are looking to see, well, what is it you're going to do with your research? And um, so that's kind of a key thing. Um, and just thinking, you know, getting that, that planning in. So, you know, a lot of actually doing impact is getting that information out to people um, so it's thinking about well who needs the information you know who are your beneficiaries who's the end user of that product um, you know be it uh, patients doctors for medical things it might be a company and their um, their clients um, it could be then the public but making sure that's a targeted group of a public um, so it's thinking about who those are um, we often use the word stakeholders although it's a bit um, controversial word at the moment but for about lack of a better word at the moment your group you know figure out who those stakeholders are and also figuring out how you're going to get that information to them how you're going to disseminate it beyond the academic sphere and what format that needs to take so um, when I talk to them and try to get them to plan for it um, it's it's trying to figure that those bits out um, and that kind of sets you on the road to to actually delivering the impact. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of check in um, with people who are doing impactful projects. We check in every once in a while and make sure there's anything we can offer. Because as you actually rightly said earlier, um, it's not always that end impact. So that, that end impact, that's the bit that we can help you plan for. Um, but stuff comes up along the way, you know. You might actually 
find that you know you're working with a group of say people as part of the research and something that they've produced becomes quite impactful you might want to take that on another route and so you know that's that's where we come in and just try to to support all all impact throughout the journey yeah I think um, impact doesn't need to be linear or simple it can be really really complex and again that can be quite overwhelming and that's where Alex and I can really help you think outside of the box and help you just kind of plan those those kind of activities but also a really important thing when it comes to impact is getting some evidence of your impact and you know I'm always with my ref hat on I'm thinking to 2028 and evidencing some impact case studies but also it's really it's it's rewarding for for academics to see evidence that wow yeah I really have made a difference so when it comes to um providing um a track record of impactful research for that next big grant for the next promotions panel demonstrating it look I've got solid evidence that uh, my research has made a difference somewhere it 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 helps there as well so and it's it's a, it's a really difficult it's the most difficult bit I think is getting that evidence but it's kind of actually how you said um impact is almost researching your research mm-hmm. well if you're going to write a research paper you wouldn't actually write it without evidence to back up what you're saying you you know you you the evidence of your impact is backing up the research on your research in effect it sounds like you're basically equipping the academics with maybe a tool set they don't always have or it's not their you know it's not their primary concern a lot of the time because they're thinking about the grants they're thinking about the next set of research they're thinking about achieving this particular bit of research that they're trying to do or whatever it's allowing them to see that impact and maybe you say go off on a tangent because this new thing comes along without it being a distraction. It's just another string to their bow. It's another thing that's happening. It's not going to segue you away from your actual research. It's just a bigger part of it. And you allow them to see that in a meaningful and, and then for them impactful way to then allow it to go on and be in things like ref and that kind of sure thing. and it's about building confidence too because the word impact I, you know i've been doing this for a few years now and um it does raise hackle sometimes oh i've seen that improve and people just see it as this kind of buzzword and it and it's and and when you kind of sit down with them and you talk about it and you talk about actually this is what it means and actually chances are you're already doing it um and that i think that's that is quite empowering for academics too like no no you're already doing it you just haven't you just don't have the kind of words to describe that and that really really helps people as well because ultimately we do want you know we do want people to be able to go out and change the world in small ways or big ways and the university of bradford's got a really you know a fantastic track record of producing that excellent research that makes a difference you're not asking them to do more. They're often already doing it anyway. It's just identifying to them what it is you're talking about sure. in yeah, their absolutely. everyday work. Absolutely, yeah, because when you when you did when you sit down and talk with people, um, we uh, the amount of times Alex and I've just sat there and gone, "You're already doing it," and they go, "Am I?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and you're doing actually a really good job of it as well. I think that is that is one of our challenges actually, because people do often think of it as something that's tacked on or an extra element. And that's it. It's it's not. It doesn't have to be. Um, and so that's part of part of our job is to just kind of change that mindset as well. Yeah. Like Emma said, you're already doing it. Don't worry. And I guess that forms part of the sort of internal, external training that you do. I know you've mentioned uh, that you bring in experts to help, you know, sort of inform people and things like that. And what kind of when you say you're doing webinars, which you mentioned earlier, for example, and other forms of training of that nature, 
how is that like presented to the academics to sort of help support them? Is it just put on as like an event that they can come to? How does that work? Um, we're trying to do a mix, really. Uh, I mean, in this day and age, um, a lot of things are online, a lot of trainings online. So we've done quite a few just sort of, you know, teams webinars where, you know, we present, they have the opportunity to ask questions, your standard kind of webinar. Um, but we are, you know, trying to do a couple different things. We've done um, a, sort of a policy engagement panel uh, earlier this year that went down really well, um, just kind of inviting people to um, specifically about policy engagement and impact to, you know, kind of hear some of our academics speak. Um, in a few weeks time, we're throwing a, an impact festival so um, that's going to be more of a, again, to get away from the, the ref and the duties of impact and thinking more about celebrating it and just kind of showcasing all the amazing work uh, our academics are doing. Um, and that's going to be a bit more multimedia. So people are going to be bringing evidence of their impact um, to the festival and kind of exhibiting it. Um, and then we'll have, you know, some talks and things. So um, we've also, you know, we've got our, our SharePoint toolkits and stuff like that. So we're trying to get it across in different ways. Um, you know, so, so uh, your basic training, but then also some other fun things. Um, and then some of the, the external experts, you know, there, there are areas where even Emma and I aren't, uh, we like to think of ourselves at, as impact experts, you know, professionals, but, um, you know, we're not, we're not specialists in every area and there are some people who really are. And um, so it's making sure yeah. that our, our researchers have access to that. Yeah, we try, we well. try and get like the heavy hitters, like yeah. the, the big names that we now, Alex and I have like made friends with and get on, <laughs> and get on very well with. And they've, that's gone down very well as well. And it's really, and I think it's really healthy actually to hear from a, a wide variety of people as possible. Um, to you know to hear different approaches and you know much you know wider range of experience of people who've got 20 30 years plus of uh, impact experience and, and and hearing that from those people as well I think is really valuable mm -hmm. so we have um, um, last year we had Professor Mark Reed from Fast Track Impact do a number of sessions um, we have Impact Integrators uh, which is one of our um, bought-in online modules and we have Saskia Walcott who has got 20 plus years of impact experience she's amazing and we're looking at bringing other um impact um another skills for impact so we'll be bringing in people who do um infographics infographics one we're doing um, yeah um theory of change models yeah because so they're quite daunting they can be quite scary but lots of lots of research councils now are asking for theory of change or logic models so we'll be bringing in um probably the best expert we could find yeah. um and so we i don't think we've quite got the purchase order through yet but <laughs> but as soon as we soon. have <laughs> um so yeah we bring we bring in the experts as well so our academics get exposed to the best people in the field but you also get me and alex um and if you get us both in a meeting we'll just talk excitedly at you about impact pretty much yeah, yeah we just get excited um people go away seem happy though and fired up and enthusiastic about doing impact rather than being overwhelmed and terrified because that's not what we want it's difficult to not be enthusiastic about impact after talking about it with the two of you because you bring so much energy and more than just that you bring up so much information and knowledge and expertise and you talk about bringing in external expertise and you're identifying where that can be found and what it needs to be but you know, don't sell yourself short. You you yourselves bring a lot to the table as well. It's why you're so successful at what you do. And it sounds like you're basically bringing all this wealth of knowledge to the Bradford community of researchers and you're making it a community. 
that Bradford community is incredibly important to the university, but also to the individuals involved within it. And I think you guys do a really good job of, of allowing that to flourish and be what it is. So thank you very much for coming on today to talk to us about your work, about the research we do here and how you help people. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching the University of Bradford. And as always, everyone, take care.